Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. All opinions are those of the speakers. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. You know, Thanksgiving traditionally is really beautiful weather, and I hope we get that this year. Because, of course, everything is different these days. But um, yes. today here in Santa Cruz, it's beautiful. It's probably like low 70s. Nice. Huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's um, uh, really kind of the weather's really great. We'd like to welcome everybody to the 67th uh, podcast of the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. And as you saw on the very opening there today, we're going to talk to Richard Hoover. And we're going to talk about whatever we want to, but we're going to kind of focus on <laughs> some uh, guitars that um, SCGC is creating for NAM coming up here in January. So uh, welcome, Richard. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, and this is kind of a follow-up to the podcast we did with Aaron Lucas, because that's one of the uh, special features of these NAM guitars, is this uh, Cypress Tops. Um, uh, recovered, salvaged, uh, ancient, um, uh, whatever other uh, superlatives can be thrown in there about them. But uh -huh. uh, Richard, tell us more about them. Sure. Well, I'm going to set a tone here. Uh, this is not about any one special wood, um, although there's plenty of them involved in this project. Um, uh, what this is as, a, as an ethos is I've got 55 years in this wonderful, uh, you know, trade art. Uh, and over that time, I've been exposed to acquired some stuff that was just so exceptional it was too good to just use right so uh being a boy and a human being it's like oh i'll save that till later so 55 years later it's later <laughs> and uh this you know this uh, treasure trove of uh a rare and beautiful woods it is uh the vehicle to make this state um uh, you know, I can't help but be a little self-promotional in this, but, uh, you know, over the last half a century, Santa Cruz has really changed the way that guitars are made. Uh, I get that all the time from the smallest guys up to the biggest companies, that we've influenced the level of quality rising, uh, what's possible to do, and, and really a concentration on sound rather than just marketing and cosmetics. And I'm really proud of that. Uh, that was one of my goals to start out with. One of my career goals was to bring uh, the the uh, exquisite detail uh, and value of orchestral violin into the guitar world. And it hadn't really existed before that. So we not only use these woods as a, as a shameless attention-seeking device, but we have our 50 years of experience as custom builders, and we stand on the shoulders of giants with a violin tradition and every guitar maker that's come before us. So here's where it gets a little uh, uh, you know, hard for me to promote. It sounds a little selfish, but when we started out, using these woods would have been questionable. 
what value we added. But where we stand today in the market as far as uh, respect, integrity, et cetera, we're only one of the few builders that that should use these kind of woods. Um, uh, they're irreplaceable and uh, they're of value in themselves, but in a guitar, they need to be in the hands of people that really know what they're doing. So when we, when we build these instruments, uh, we, you know, go back to we're showcasing these woods, but we're also combining a half a century of uh, uh, developing our expertise and the value. And again, these guitars, if used these woods in a large mass production brand, I'm sure people would buy them, but what would their value be some years down the line? And this is a good uh, little uh, fact here. The guitars that we built in the beginning in the 70s, uh, Koa, uh, Koa Dreadnoughts, because that's what you know, all he would buy was the, the Dreadnought. Um, and we were, we were a really family. Uh, people didn't make guitars. Uh, Gibson and Martin made guitars. So for us to offer a guitar from people, first, there was no precedent for what to charge for that. And we charged $450 wholesale for a Code Dreadnought back then. And uh, I, I may have given you this anecdote, but uh, we uh, uh, couldn't afford to go to the NAM show. We couldn't afford to display at the NAM show at all. And we took turns playing the guitar and passing out leaflets at the front door for people to go by. And uh, I remember after talking to some um, uh, major retailer, uh, everybody's my dad's age, of course. And this retailer is very well respected. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he says, son, the first thing you've got to realize about this business is nobody's going to pay no $500 for a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and we were there, you know, we were there. Our, our retail price was 900 So today, those same guitars uh, are, are seen on uh, uh, Reverb, uh, different stores advertising at over $9,000. Uh, that's, that's, that's a really great uh, uh, return on investment, if I might say. But it's not whimsical. It's based on how the market perceives the value of what we do. So um, this is this is a little esoteric here, but these woods in combination with our ability to build an exceptionally sounding and playing guitar and the market history, uh, they're going to be crazy good investments as well going towards the future. And um, we're not showing these off to tell people where we're going or any shift in what we do is to point out to people that here's what we're capable of and we're the best people to do it. Did any of that make sense? It did. Good. I, 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 I'm, I'm practicing. I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm really knocked out by that statement that people shouldn't be allowed to use these. These woods are so precious and you're absolutely right. You know, these are, they, they, we, we don't think about that. We don't think about things mm -hmm. like that being being that definable or something like that. You you do, I mean, because that's your, your world. But, you know, the average consumer just doesn't think about that kind of thing. And maybe there's, what, enough for six pieces, six guitars? You know, I mean, that's, 
Martin's doing that in uh, eight seconds. That's, that's really right. So, um, you know, I've been at this a really long time. And, and I'm self-confessed, uh, you know, wood problem with this. So I, you know, I, I have I have put aside a lot of stuff uh, in this in the scope of uh, Martin or Gibson or Taylor, but it's nothing uh, for us. It represents, uh, you know, enough to to uh, put this uh, put this concept together and offer. And this is very interesting. We're not offering these woods to our dealers as you order whatever you are, want. We'll put this fancy wood in. Now, the, the part of this package is also uh, my expertise in design which isn't, uh, you know, all come from Luthery. I, I grew up with classic design and, uh, you know, both commercially and art. And I understand proportions and how things go together. And I know how to maximize the value of something through proportions, combinations of color tones and that kind of thing. So these will be, you know, uh, pretty much my designs that I put into these guitars, making you even more unique in that regard. So back to, no, we have more than six. Uh, and, uh, you know, I frankly don't know how many guitars we could do with that because they're they're different woods. They may they may involve different inlays and stuff that's also difficult. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about dozens, not hundreds. Um, what are the wood? Do you want to would you tell us what the woods are going to be? Yeah. It, you know, it's it. Uh, you know, whenever I go like, huh, should I? I probably shouldn't. But, you know, uh, for the nature of the because I feel at home in this podcast, is what we have, of course, is Brazilian rosewood. And, and what we see Brazilian rosewood offering today is, is kind of like what's been picked through over the last 50 years. Um, you know, this is the stuff that's no excuses to die for beautiful, beautiful uh, woods and, and their appropriate density for great sound. And that's another part of it, just because it's the name of a really rare wood or it is pretty doesn't mean it's the right thing, the appropriate thing for an acoustic guitar. So this combines all that, the aesthetic, um, uh, you know, the, the, the beauty, the density uh, is treated so it's gonna sound the best possible. Um, then we have woods that are so rare, I don't think we'll see them again. And, uh, you know, we've talked about cowrie in the past that's carbon dated at 45,000 years old. You know, where are you gonna get that? Uh, and not only is it cowrie, but it's got a beautiful figure. It's the right density, uh, et cetera. Um, on the on the you know kind of common scale, uh, with mahogany that would have been uh, harvested or the tree would have fallen, you know, like uh, uh, centuries ago, and that stuff it has no tonal equal. You know, you just can't get it. Um, we have recently uh, decided to cut loose with uh, some Pernambuco, which a lot of people know is the prize, the stuff for violin bows. And it became hard to get, oh, you know, 30 years ago, um, uh, even in the size for a violin bow. So a piece big enough for a guitar is truly exceptional. And this is like this uh, crazy big bees wing uh, kind of bubble-like uh, figure that's that, you know, if you didn't play guitar or care about wood would be astounding in its look. And it was just so cool, um, I couldn't use it. <laughs> I was restricted from using it because I never see it again. So in this context, uh, you know, that's another wood that we'll use in that. We have, if you thought of this 
you know, over the last uh, 30 years, every time you've heard about a really difficult, hard to get wood that was super desirable and super expensive, we probably have a sample of that. And we would be talking about, uh, you know, Tunnel 13, uh, Redwood, Fort Ross Redwood, Lost Tunnel Redwood, um, and uh, some of these things that had a great story behind them. And we saved one or two pieces. Otherwise, you, you can't find it. So uh, another facet of this is the history that lies behind these woods uh, as well. Um, and I know you're asking for specifics. What do oh. we have? Um, we've got a lot, <laughs> right? Um, well, I, I'm thinking of some others that are, are, are really difficult to get. African blackwood in, in its proper form is nearly impossible to get. You know, it, it was used for eons to make uh, woodwinds, clarinets, and that kind of thing. And to get a piece big enough for a guitar is really, really hard. And there's some residuals out there where people were able to buy from old inventories and so forth, but not the sexy stuff. So I could, you know, you know me and wood, I could go on and on and on. If you want me to, I will. <laughs> Well, I think what I think what Richard was asking there was uh, if you could give us more insight into what these special guitars you're building for the NAMM show are going to be, because um, sure. we're yeah. the impression you're making a couple of uh, just premium showcase kind of pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, we yeah, we are. And we're shamelessly <laughs> adding, uh, adding tasteful, tasteful uh, decoration to them. So yeah, I'll go through them. We have uh, one made out of a, a Brazilian rosewood that I've literally had for 40 years. You know, like this is what I'm going to make the guitar for, uh, uh, you know, the most important person in the world. And now it's time to do that. So beautiful, beautiful old growth Brazilian. We also are making one out of the Bryn Athen Brazilian. And that story is this is a cathedral that was built at the turn of the century, uh, 1890s to 1900. And uh, this was wood that was brought in specifically for the bright work and the cathedral. And what they didn't use, they stored in the perfect environment, an old stone building like a cave. So humidity, temperature, et cetera, is all consistent. And the idea with that was eventually they'd have to repair or replace. And here was the wood. So 120 years later, they decided, you know, we're really not going to use this. It should go to something uh, noble. And uh, they knew us by reputation and called up and wanted to turn this wood into musical instruments. Uh, and that stuff is, is it's like finding a Stradivarius in the attic. So we're building a guitar out of that. And it's spooky pretty. Um, it's not it's not all super gold and bright like a more contemporary it's oxidized a lot and so it's kind of a smoky color with these golden highlights that come out like little flame uh and that's that's very uh we're doing one out of and again this wood is uh, carbon dated at forty-five thousand years old and it is it this is a uh, the same uh uh, a sister to the same set that we made for one of the probably the most famous male actors in the world today because he just wanted the coolest. 
and it's, it's got this really deep flame in it. And when you turn it in the light, it'll make you jump because it looks like it dies in and out about inch and a half. It's truly incredible. Uh, and then the last one is kind of a personal, um, uh, uh, a personal uh, promotion. And, and you guys have heard me talk about, you know, I've wanted to get mahogany the respect it deserves as a tone wood, and we've done a good job with that. What this is, is walnut. And walnut's been horribly uh, uh, misunderstood. It's been misused. Uh, some companies promoted some really plain, poor quality stuff, and they put it into cheap guitars. So people don't truly understand what the potential is of, of nice walnut as a tone wood. And this is uh, this this has this never been seen before. It's got this micro flame in it that they're only about eighth of an inch apart. And uh, what it reminds me of is as a little kid going to church, and the old lady in the pew ahead of your hair was blue, and it was in a permanent wave, this really tight little wave. And that's what this looks like to me, while being chocolate, chartreuse, brown, etc. Uh, so that's the one that we combined with the ancient cypress, which was, you know, how much fun we've had with the ancient spruce. Uh, the ancient cypress is similar in age uh, and even older, but it's, it's first and foremost, it's a great tone wood. It's got the right uh, weight to strength ratio and uh, responsiveness. But, but the, the, the color of that uh, head on, they look a little, um, uh, you know, a little tannish gray. But when you turn the light, it, it, uh, it'll shine with, with a, like kind of a green and a chartreuse and a bronze. It's really spectacular. And uh, uh, that's another one where we're probably not going to see much of that in the future. So uh, there's, there's the woods, but also what we're doing with overlays, fingerboards, and some of the decorative work is equally unusual and rare. Uh, so these um, these guitars each have, in the peghead, imagine this, there's a window. There's an oval window that goes all the way through the peghead. And that's um, that's uh, got like an ivory, it looks like ivory, it's actually a Corian, uh, ivory's unconscionable. But it's like got an ivory frame and suspended in that, looking like it's floating, is a jewel. And we did a diamond, a ruby, a sapphire. Uh, in these guitars. And it's really a crazy attention-seeking device. Uh, it's, you know, our style isn't to do a bling in your face. It's to let you discover these wonderful things. And that's not what you first look at, but you look closer at the peg head and you go, they really did that? <laughs> and that's, uh, that's going to be a blast. That's going to be really, really fun. Oh, I can't wait to see those. I, mm -hmm. I doubt I may not see them in person. I can't wait to see the pictures. I can say that. <laughs> you can, you can, and we'll have we'll have a little bit of time before we get to the NAMM show after they're complete. Not much, uh, but I'll try to remember to let you know. We're trying our best to have uh, have them done for promotion through some of the uh, most, uh, you know. Uh, the most credible and sophisticated music publications, you know, like uh, Acoustic Guitar, uh, 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 Peghead Nation, 
uh, Jimmy Leslie, a guitar player, really champions our cause. And so people get a preview of those before we go down. But, you know, most importantly, we don't make anything that's not an exquisite sounding guitar, you know, just in the super exceptional range. So these are deadly serious uh, instruments uh, that I hope will go to use and not just collections. Right, right. No, it's it's the walnut. Uh, I agree with you. Um, I happen to have a Santa Cruz 12 string that's walnut. And um, oh, it's yeah. a glorious yeah. instrument. I'd love to hear more instruments in walnut. Um, I think mm -hmm. that it's unfortunate that that as a domestic hardwood, it doesn't get the respect that imported stuff seems to get. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, it's just it's a wonderful material for guitars. Well, Ted, you may know this, but this is kind of a delicious fact here. Um, up around the uh, Chico area, uh, you know, uh, uh, going to Northern California, that was an area that was, uh, that walnuts were really essential crop. Also where I lived, uh, grew up in the San Joaquin Valley, walnuts were a big deal. And the, um, uh, the nut bearing walnut that people have in the orchards uh, isn't very durable. It, it does, it's not very resistant to bugs or decay. And so the shelf life of those were really short. Uh, you know, you have to plant a new tree, which wasn't really practical. And uh, what was developed is to bring in, uh, you know, a black walnut strain from Europe for the tree trunks. And then the nut bearing part was grafted on top of that. So what we're reclaiming here, and reclaiming is an important part of our message, is the trunks of those trees that are not only uh, the European variety with more tonal potential density and color, but this particular genetic strain that came into Chico, uh, you know, a uh, uh, couple of generations ago, had this incredible uh, uh, propensity for flame and figure. And that doesn't happen very often. Uh, and that makes it really rare. So when I was a kid, uh, there was so many walnut orchards that uh, seasonally people would go collect them for firewood or fence posts or whatever. It was, it was relatively common. And people would look at a real flamey piece and go, oh, how about that? And then throw it into the fireplace. Uh, today, if you can think of 50 years later, um, how many uh, Walmarts, parking lots, cities, suburbs, uh, who knows what uh, uh, golf courses have taken over those and the walnut industry has gone overseas. That stuff is super rare. Uh, the people that are in that business know where every little smidgen of it goes. And so to get the good stuff, it's just got, it, it's like you don't go out to buy it. It happens to you, kind of like Brazilian rosewood. So that's how, that's how uncommon and rare it is today. And then to get the cream of the crop, the most pretty, the most resonant, et cetera. And that's really what I'm trying to promote here is the good walnut as, as a really desirable tone wood. So I've always got that message underlying any promotion I do, which is uh, to get respect for responsibly reclaimed woods, because actually it's better than cutting a tree and drying the wood as far as beauty, uh, resonance, et cetera. So, you know, I'm on a mission. Yeah, no, that's great. I, you know, as a, when I was much younger, I did drive up to Chico at one time in my old Chevy pickup truck and managed to buy some walnut that turned into a couple of coffee tables and a couple yeah, of other of things. And back yeah. in those days, you know, the walnut, 
the biggest problem was finding people who would cut it up because most of the trees were getting right. pushed over <laughs> and burned. Um, mm -hmm. Now, right. you know, you just, it, it is so hard to find that stuff. And the graft walnut, you know, where they join those two yeah. trees together, that's a huge favorite with bowl turners and people like that who really want to take advantage of that uh, confluence of the grain and the color. Um, uh, maybe we'd like to share the esoteric name for that. Um, um, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's beautiful, it's descriptive, but unfortunately for more than one thing, and that's, they call it a feathery crotch. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, this is intriguing. I, I, I can't wait to see these guitars. I mean, I do love the sound of a good Brazilian rosewood guitar, but I got to say the mahoganies and I, I'm especially intrigued with uh, hearing more of the walnut. Um, mm -hmm. But no, the word that caught my ear there was Pernambuco. Yeah, I got I got to share. I got to share the, the visualization that ran through my head when you were talking about that, Richard. It It's like you're walking you in a flea market i don't know for some reason and you were walking along and all of a sudden you saw that hunk of wood uh-huh body just lit up <laughs> you elevated off the ground when you saw it. a very funny visualization because you deserve this it is you, um, you, de you deserve uh... you deserve to do that <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those ones that we tr we really know this is not going to turn up again. Um, so where should it go? And that's where we are right now. And that's the operative words here is it's time. It's, th it's time to for me to turn over uh, the stewardship of this wood uh, to others and put it to use. It's not doing us or the world any good sitting on a shelf. And uh, uh, putting it in a real expensive guitar uh, makes it something that people will take care of and honor. And uh, it's just the right thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah, we no disagreement here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was there may be, you know, I could clarify here. Now, we will make succeeding vault guitars uh, probably maybe for a year uh, uh, as as we go. Um, because this takes, you know, when you put this into a, you know, ongoing enterprise where you're paying your, paying your payroll and your rent and so forth, you know, these things aren't grossly profitable. Right. Um, because they take the, the people that are absolute masterful at what they do here, the best in the world, and to be able to capture their time to work on this specifically until we get it out. So I'm really not going to calculate what it costs us to do or what it costs us to uh, acquire or what the cost of that money was over 40 years. It gets pretty frightening. So uh, it, uh, uh, you know, it's more an affair of the heart rather than, again, I don't want to dismiss any other company. But, you know, if a, if a giant company offered these it'd be just one of many promotional things and that's uh this that makes this one really special i'm gonna Wouldn't have you... yeah it it uh it, it shows in your face <laughs> there's no doubt about it um i'm glad you like it 
good. I, I, this is so it, it's so exciting. I, I, I no idea the depths of of you know when we talked a little bit on uh, about the uh, Cypress, and he said, you know, there's going to be these really amazing guitars, and I went, well, yeah, everything is amazing that really comes out of there, but but it's it's so much deeper than that, and the fact that you really want these things played. You know, rather than to be collected, yeah. you 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 want them played. That, that that's what they should do, and that's the extended life that you'll give this, these mm-hmm. formless pieces of wood. You know. Well, and, they, and I think that the thing that that needs to be emphasized is that there are a lot of companies where some marketing person may come in and say well, let's use this really expensive wood and let's use this and let's use this and we're going to put something together and we're going to make a big splash in the market. That's not what this is. This is really, to me, I'm excited because this is 50 plus years of your experience as a luthier and 50 plus years of acquiring Mm -hmm. beautiful materials and putting that experience and that expertise and and that skill set together to create, they will be rare, but that's not the point of them. The point is to really allow you to show how your peak of experience and expertise has just all come together. And that's that's just an Thank amazing you. thing. That's 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 what's so rare about this, is there are very few other people in the world who could combine all that at one place at one time and create these things. Yeah, the, 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 the company that would build it, the big company that would build it, it, it they would just show it. As you said, Richard, they, they would just show up and you know it'd be a big marketing event and all that stuff. And who built it? Well, our, our team, you know, Mm-hmm. You hold yeah. this. You hold this up. Who built it? No, mm-hmm. you're taking, pers- you're taking personal personal responsibility for this. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. And uh, you know, I don't expect anybody to share my um, uh, obsessions or anything like that. But I would like people to share my profound respect for. Uh, the materials that were entrusted to make something of true value, um, uh, not conceptual, uh, not a fashion that'll fade, but something of timeless value, and that can contribute to somebody's creative expression that I like to say could change international borders. Uh, it's that powerful. And, um, uh, you know, of course, underlying this is to uh, uh, let people know we can put that care and we do into everything that we build. And these are, you know, shameless <laughs> attention-seeking devices to let people know that. And uh, I, I could have said this, but it was really important breakthrough for me was I explained this to a dealer and they said, you know, I can mention a couple of uh, uh, makers that have offered us guitars made out of like really special woods but then we've got that brand of guitar and people don't it just doesn't fit right uh this what they're putting in this in this brand of guitar that's not 
what they specialize in and future value will be affected accordingly. So I don't mean to mix my message. These aren't built as, as investment things, but a byproduct is they're going to be great investments. You know, I wish I had the wherewithal to keep one. <laughs> I'm a guitar maker. Uh, I know what these cost. Something about the cobbler's <laughs> shoes comes up. <laughs> cobbler's shoes. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> amen to that. Amen to that. But, you know, we've talked about this many times. Uh, the value I get uh, out of, of, of not building guitars, but the association with the people uh, that we deal with, both as wood vendors and customers, et cetera, is, makes me rich. And I've got enough, mind you, uh, but uh, I'm not in this to, uh, uh, I'm not just to like stack up or accumulate wealth. I'm in it for quality of life as we all should be in our professions, right? If you have enough, you're rich and you want joy out of what you do uh, yeah. because no amount of money will make up for uh, a job that, that puts lead in your heart or keeps you awake at night. Too true, too true. Well, we will have to wait, I guess, until maybe later in December or even January, and we will look forward to seeing the publicity pictures on these instruments and hopefully yeah. even uh, maybe some uh, video of some outstanding players since you have so many surrounding you and um, playing them because that will be quite the experience. Sure. And this is going to be limited just by the nature of what we do. Um, we can't put this kind of value into something and sit around on it for six months before we sell it. Oh, oh yeah. We don't have those kind of reserves. So the amount of time we have to complete this, show it off the show, and then send it to its owners is pretty short. So um, you guys always have a backstage pass. You should come by and see these things in progress. And you can take some of your own photographs and most importantly, just get a, get a feel for what's going oh, on we, here. Yeah. Come I on will take that as, we're, we're, we're there. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll take that as an invitation. I will uh, be there shortly. <laughs> we're there. Well, if you're not, you're not going to get anywhere in the Bay area shortly today. Yeah, we should mention that we're doing this podcast the day before Thanksgiving. And for those people who are, are on top of it in catching this podcast, uh, I wanted to bring up that I noticed that you're having a sale on uh, all kinds of accessories and goodies that uh, people might want to uh, drop Thank hints you. to their significant uh -huh. others. Um you want to tell us a little about Thank that? You or for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, we, we, you know, we have wonderful stuff where you can uh, support us and feel part of us, you know, through wearing a T-shirt and that's kind of thing that's very, very welcome. Uh, the strings are kind of a story unto themselves. Um, anything that we don't have the capability of making ourselves and we have to buy on the market, the market's developed to please most of the people most of the time. That's not what we do. We want to do the best possible. So when it comes to things like strings, uh, uh, we talked this many times, guitar strings are made for uh, the most people most of the time. Uh, to make truly exceptional guitar strings uh, to, of the quality a violin player would want on their instrument, um, it took a lot to do, and that's what we've developed. And we have a promotion on uh, the strings, the price of strings, and also subscriptions. And this is a really 
uh, an interesting concept, and I, I thought this was the very beginning. You know, I'd go way too long changing my strings because I had to go get them, right? And now you can get them online, but you still have to wait. And uh, I know that I'd change my strings like, oh, at least six times a year on some guitars, maybe 12 on others. And our subscription setup is so that you know you you tell us what you want and we send the string to you they arrive when you're ready to change them and there's always little premiums that we'll do with that you know we'll send a, a treat along with it or a discount but the subscription is a beautiful thing to give to a guitar player yeah. um uh you know really welcome really useful and we are promoting that you're right uh we don't have, have the kind of bullhorn as a big company does to promote products we really rely on our quality word of mouth and every once in a while we get a chance to make a blast and that's what we're doing here again shameless attention seeking device but really true value yeah we'll post this in, we'll post this in the morning with that uh, caveat thank you i, I appreciate along that along with that yeah now well, I, I've, I've oh if i could have said this before uh you know we're, we're we're of course we're not set up as a charity although we do a lot of charitable stuff stuff and when it comes to the strings um we if we made them just for our, our guitars which is the original purpose they, they would cost us 180 dollars a set right but when we scale it to a larger amount we can get the price down and that's the huge benefit for us by by doing this and and uh the price compared to other strings is high but the value is multiples what you'd buy in the marketplace and if you haven't tried them try them you'll like them the, the, the yeah. set the baritone set that's on my resonator tuned down to some ungodly basement tones yeah it just uh -huh. it just it just goes up and down and it around and they slap back into tone they slap back into tune and hold tune. I think they're three months old now. You know, that's, that's, that, a, bad, that's a bad thing to say. But, no, <laughs> no. It, it, it speaks to its longevity. And let me throw this in. Uh, the precision of manufacture that we uh, uh, demand in them gives us more longevity than a coating or a wrap alone. So just making better strings, they last longer. Yeah. So the, the string subscriptions are actually a great thing that anybody can give to the guitarist in their life. But you also have the sweatshirts and the hoodies and the guitar straps and, and other things on special um, that yeah. are great gifts for guitar players to give to their significant others. Um, so we should mention that <laughs> as well. Uh, and, and the reason Thank I you. mentioned that is because I have noticed on um, some of the online marketplaces, um, things to do with looking at in the mirror um, that there are people who try to offer Santa Cruz branded items that are not made by Santa Cruz and the quality yeah. is highly suspect, which is not the case when you buy those things directly from the Santa Cruz shop. Um, your you. quality level is outstandingly high and worth the little extra that you would pay over the t-shirt that somebody's selling on the street corner. Um, so we should emphasize that. that. Yeah. Yeah. We want everything we do to represent the same respect for our customers as we do in our guitars. And, and, and price isn't our target. It's, it, again, it's the quality 
of that. And uh, for some people, they're maybe maybe they want to get one to paint in, and they should they should get one for eight dollars. But anything we offer is always going to be the best quality that we can find in that. And and you're right, there's people that that just pick up brands and print stuff all over. And sometimes we can ask them to stop and they will. Sometimes we have no idea where they are. So you can always vet it through us. You know, you can, you can call us by phone. Right. My 35th anniversary uh, shirt still, yeah. looks, it still looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 15 years ago. I, 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 I was, oh, that's great. My and it still shirt. sounds good too. Yeah, it still <laughs> sounds great. War, <laughs> it's got this really nice patina to it um, in a few areas. Uh, Richard, what what a great message to go into a holiday centered on gratitude. That yeah, <laughs> you know that luckiest guy in the world to get to make these guitars you know well, i i it's always hard for you to know where you are compared to other people's perspective but it's sinking in yeah i think i am the luckiest guy in the world thank you it's pretty it's pretty amazing uh, it, uh, it to take this level you know you're, you're talking about a uh, a rose diamond that I haven't seen since 1900, <laughs> you know, and we're talking about all these mm -hmm. and, and, and compare it because that's what it is. It's not a piece of wood. I mean, well, it's a life, it's a life form. It's, it's, yeah. well, and I, I think, I think we're all pretty, pretty darn grateful to be able to uh, play them and have access to them and, um, it speaks to, you know, Richard expanding that operation rather than just building them one at a time by himself, uh, where very, very few people would have the opportunity to, to get one or play one or try one by having, you know, expanding that knowledge and giving it, sharing it with others and creating this organization that's able to make enough instruments that more of us are able to get them. Um, that's fantastic. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that, I, uh, thank you for bringing that up, Ted. I want to, I want to close with something that um, uh, came out in a podcast. And when we, uh, when we talked to Lisa Liu, she said that when her guitar came and it said, wait 48 hours to open it up, um, <laughs> She wrote a song called Anticipation. And when she opened the when she opened the case, um, her out, she said the song just fell out of the guitar. And ah, that's awesome. <laughs> we were um conversation uh, with Billy Litz on number sixty-five. He had exactly the same thing to say about getting his guitar and he said he sat there and he got the box and it said <laughs> don't don't open it for 48 hours and he said there's two people on my shoulders there's this one guy who says open it up what's the matter with you you know and there's this other one guy 
no, 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 be a good boy, be a good boy. Open it up, open it up, open it up. Be a good boy, be a good boy. He said it, did he make it? Yeah, I, I think he remembers saying he made it cool. for the most part, Dad, to the end of yeah. it. But uh, uh, he did nice little video. Yeah, it's it's a it, it, it was really funny listening to tell the story just it, because again he knew the pot magic that was inside that box and he just couldn't wait to get to it. Excellent. Good. Well, um, if I could, if I could go ahead, you first, Tab, but I wanted to give you a little closer as well too. No, no, you. Uh, that's what I was going to do was to try and kind of wrap this up here since uh, all of us are kind of anxious for uh, getting our final preparations for uh, Thanksgiving going here. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, uh, yeah, I went and picked that we have this awesome little country market near me that uh, caters to the antique uh, uh, Czechoslovakian Hungarian crowd that used to, uh, that brought in the apples and some of the crops here. And there's still some of those people here. But they're, they, they smoke uh, meats and stuff like that. And I went and got the box of stuff for Thanksgiving tomorrow. And I walked out the door and just like Billy Liz was talking about, angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. <laughs> uh, the, devil, the devil was saying, just sit here on the curb right now and eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk about the upcoming NAM show. Um, this is where we present ourselves to the world. And for a lot of people, that's the only time they ever see us or hear about us. You know, we don't have a huge ad campaign. And uh, uh, we've been there for, you know, many, many years, uh, several decades. And people are used to walking in and seeing a line of maybe 18 guitars showing all the different things that we do. And this year, what people will see is they'll see four guitars and cases that we just described. And um, I want to let, you know, our fans and listeners know that we're, some people may go, is this where they're going? Uh, no, we've always been there. We've always had those capabilities. What we're doing is we're showing people those possibilities for all the reasons we just talked about. Um, uh, we're not moving into guitars that are like unobtainable because of the cost. Uh, we're still here doing what we've always done. And this is an ability to show people what we're capable of that they might not ever see. And one of those, uh, one of the, part of that paradigm is when somebody gets a really expensive custom guitar for us, they tell the store, don't unwrap the box. Wait till I get there. I don't want anybody else touching it or playing it. So no one ever knows about it. And this is our chance to show that what we can do. Wow. Well, so one quick last question. Are these guitars sold? Um. Uh, yes and no. So some of them are spoken for. Some of them we intentionally held in reserve because it's just fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, we go to the show and it's available. People <laughs> want to talk about it, and uh, it's just it's part of the thrill of acquisition with that. So uh, yeah, we 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 have some of them people don't really know about yet. You know more than some of our dealers right now, based on my description. So. For people who are listening to this podcast, and they, tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> tomorrow, yeah, call yeah. the shop, and uh, <laughs> nobody's going to be there. 
Um, so much, Richard. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, again, you know me. I can't help but do this. Uh, I, I, I could be the luckiest guy in the world, um, and it's a byproduct of, uh, you know, what what my values, what I was taught growing up, what I get through experience, what I get through faith, and that is, um, you know, doing the right thing by others, and you'll get more than you give. And uh, again, when I was like. 25 years old that's what you expect of a 25 year old but uh you know 50 years later uh, it's worked we run a solid business we're trusted and life is good and uh, that's my message to anybody there's no reason to compromise and whatever you do any job you have is you're in a job of service to others and if you think of it that way the rewards you get from your job will be much much greater you'll have some fun and of course my gratitude to you guys uh for believing in what we do uh our cause really and helping us to uh amplify that awesome.